Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. How's everything going? How is everything going? What's going on tonight? Um, I think, I'm not sure, I have some feedback in my ear. I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure it's, if it's on the app or, I have no idea. I have no clue. But I am hearing some some feedback. Andrew, do you hear feedback or does it sound okay to you? Andrew, is there feedback or does it sound okay? Because to me, there's a lot of feedback for some reason. I hear you, that is all. Okay, I think we're okay now. I think we're okay now. Yes, all right, okay. All right, well, it's a very odd day because I don't know, you know, a few hours ago, Donald Trump was... uh, indicted, right? So I've been trying to get more information. I've been trying to, you know, I'm on vacation too. So it's like, it's tough. It just came down a few hours ago that, uh, that Donald Trump has been indicted with the Mar-a-Lago uh, deal, you know, the, 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 the Mar-a-Lago documents, right? The classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. And, um, now, I guess people are going to be wondering if Joe Biden is going to be uh, indicted because he also had uh, documents and his documents were spread all over the place. So I guess you can have documents in a basement, but you can't have documents in your Corvette. I guess that's the those are the rules. Right. But look, the fact remains that Donald Trump has been indicted again. So this is two indictments now. Right. Two indictments. This one is on seven charges. Uh, let's see. Yeah, seven charges, <clears throat> including, let's see, seven charges in the classified doc probes. So fed, this is a federal grand jury. Remember, the one in the last one is a, was a state uh, grand jury, right? This is a federal grand jury. This is the one that a lot of, uh, you know, legal experts were saying, well, this is the bad one, right? This is the one that he has to watch out for. This is the one they might actually have a case where the New York thing is total garbage. So um, this is seven criminal charges connected to mishandling of more than 100 classified documents that were discovered last year at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida, making the twice impeached, now he's twice Indicted, I guess. It's the it's he's the first former president to face federal criminal charges. Trump said Thursday night that his attorneys were informed that he's been indicted in the special counsel's investigation into his handling of the document. Two sources familiar with the matter confirmed the indictment, with one adding the former president had received a summons to appear in U.S. District Court on June 13th. In a post on his social media platform, Truth Social, Trump said, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I've been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax. The charges mark the second time in the former president's been indicted since leaving office, but the news still reverberated through the country with supporters and critics weighing in on the magnitude of the development. While the first round of charges dealt with Trump's conduct while trying to get elected in 2016, the new charges touch on his actions as he was leaving the White House and focus on how he handled some of the country's most sensitive uh, secrets. 
Two sources briefed on the seven charges told NBC News the charges include false statements and conspiracy to obstruct. All charges are related to retaining documents and obstructing justice. One source noted that seven charges doesn't necessarily mean seven counts. There can be multiple counts associated with each charge. The nature of the charges was first reported by the New York Times. Trump lawyer Jim Trustee told CNN a summons they received from the feds included at least one charge related to the Espionage Act. Several obstruction-based type charges and then false statement charges. Asked if there was a conspiracy charge as well, he said, I believe so. And this news confirmed that one of the charges was related to the Espionage Act. A spokesperson for the special counsel declined to comment. A separate source said the indictment is under seal, which is why the government cannot yet comment. The government has previously provided hints about possible charges. A search warrant for Trump's Mar-a-Lago property in August said investigators were searching for evidence of three crimes involving the mishandling of sensitive government records, including whether the documents were shared with unauthorized people. Just department attorneys had since raised the prospect of an obstruction-related crime in court filings. Trump and his Republican allies focused their response on trying to blame Biden for the indictment, even though the investigation had been handed to a separate special counsel. The White House is not commenting on the indictment. Um, so this is, look, let's, let's face it. Let's face it. Would you say, Andrew, my question for you is, does this secure the win in the primary or at least help him, correct? Well, here's the problem. Republicans, many Republicans might like this, you know, might in defiance say, yeah, although, look, I'm going to vote for Trump, although I think there's a little there's a flaw in that thinking. I think anyone in the Republican Party who is going to back Trump is already backing Trump. I don't think anyone's like now I'm going to back him. I think that's such a silly thing to believe that. Now, all of a sudden, after he's indicted for a second time, Republicans are going to say, well, I wasn't going to uh, I wasn't going to support him before. But now I am, because if you think this is a witch hunt, then you think it's a witch hunt, whether he's indicted once, twice or 30 times. If you don't think it's a witch hunt then you think he's a crook, then you think he's a crook. And this just fortifies your idea that he's a crook. So but here's the problem. Let's make an assumption. All right. Because we did see this after the first indictment. Let's make an assumption that Republicans dig in their heels and vote for him in the primary. It would be the dumbest thing in the world because we know that once it gets to the general election and Democrats independents are involved, they're not likely to vote for a guy under multiple indictments. Right. So it might if it does help him in the primary, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It certainly doesn't help him in a general election when you bring in half the country, which are independents. Okay, so it's it's actually idiotic to make a guy who's under several indictments the nominee for president when you have so many other good choices. And I, of course, I'd say the best choice is Ron DeSantis. Once again, if you had no other choice, right? If you if Trump was running unopposed. Well, there were just some minor characters running against him. Then you say, yeah, there's no choice. He's the guy. You got to go with him. But when you have someone like Ron DeSantis, why would you take a chance on Donald Trump when it comes to a general election and the general public getting involved, not just the MAGA base? Do, 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 do the Republicans really think that independents and Democrats are going to vote for a guy under multiple indictments named Donald Trump? 
It's not going to happen. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead in the water come a general election once you bring independents and Democrats into the fold. He'd have zero shot. There's no way a guy under multiple indictments is going to win swing states like Arizona and Georgia and Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. It's not going to happen. The Democrats have been winning those states to begin with. They won those states last time. Understand? Let me. They won those states last time when he wasn't under indictment. So he has no chance. It's over. Trust me. If the Republicans nominate Trump, it's over. Biden's winning again. He's winning again, which, of course, means Kamala Harris becomes president sometime over the next four years. So it's just the way it is. Whether you like these indictments or not, whether you believe there's anything to them or not, whether you think it's a witch hunt or not, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. And the reality is that we now have a guy who is despised by at least half the country, who's now been indicted twice, and who knows how many more are coming down the line. And let's look at it this way. This could actually hurt him in the primary because they're not going to like wait for the election season to be over to throw him through. He's got to go through court and hearings while DeSantis and company are campaigning. Donald Trump's going to have to be in court. But even let's say he makes it past the primary. What's it going to look like? How's he going to campaign against Joe Biden if he's constantly having to appear in court? So it's absolutely ridiculous to nominate someone like Donald Trump at this point. On top of everything else, forget about the indictments, his age, his his, you know, his he lost the last election. It's he's lost every election. Basically, he's lost three out of four. Right. If you look at the two uh, uh, popular vote elections in the two electoral college votes. He lost three out of four to Hillary and Biden. He lost by 10 million votes to Hillary and Biden. The guy is not a winner. This idea that the guy's a winner is ridiculous. He's a loser. He's been a loser in politics and he was a loser in business when he went bankrupt so many times. So there's nothing out there that says Donald Trump is the best <laughs> candidate the Republicans can put forward against 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 Joe Biden, against Biden. and look at what a missed opportunity it would be to hand this election to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But the Democrats know that they're going to win if Donald Trump's the nominee. They know it because the numbers are just on their side. The numbers are just on their side. Independents won't vote for this guy, so it's it's going to be an interesting primary now. Are people like DeSantis and, and Vivek Ramaswamy and, and now Mike Pence and Chris Christie? How ridiculous is that? But are they going to talk about what I'm talking about? Are they going to say, why should we nominate such a flawed guy with so much baggage when we don't have that baggage? Are they going to bring that up a lot? Are they going to beat around the bush with it? Is DeSantis going to go right at it and say, we cannot trust this guy winning a general election? That I can't tell you. I can't tell you if they're going to directly address that or not, because the problem is I can do that here. But if you're a Republican candidate, then you're kind of telling your party, which mostly thinks it's a witch hunt, that there's some viability to it. Right. You start going after Trump for these things. But if you state it the way I did, right, that it doesn't matter what you think about these indictments, if they're real, not real, if it's fake news, if it's a witch hunt, the fact of the matter is they are there. And he will have at least two indictments hanging over his head running against Joe Biden in a general election. That's just a fact. So I think that's the angle people like Ron DeSantis and the rest of the uh, cabal will take.
Not that there's any real viability to this. Like, look, this guy's a indicted scumbag twice. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, look, these things are there, whether we like them or not. And having these things, this baggage brought with him is going to hurt. And why take a chance? Why take a chance to lose to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? I think that is the the way they're going to go. That's the angle I would use, right? That's the angle I would use. You know, might be all bullshit, but it's there. Okay. Might be all bullshit, but it's, it's reality. It's reality. So, you know, that's going to be part of it. I, I personally think Donald Trump should quit, but he's not going to, I mean, he doesn't care about the party. If he cared about the party or the country, he would, he would just quit now and deal with, you know, winning these court battles. But he's not going to do that because he doesn't care about the party. He doesn't care. In other words, he doesn't care that he'll lose a general election. He knows he's going to lose it, but he doesn't care because it's all about him. And what will he do? Folks, what's he going to do if he loses the general election? He's going to say, well, the indictments, the indictments, the fake indictments, the fake, the phony fraud indictments. It was rigged. It was rigged. It was rigged. It was rigged. And so fucking what the rest of us get Joe Biden again doesn't hurt him. He's a billionaire. So that's what Republicans have to face. And once again, I've said this for the last several months. If you want revenge on these horrible Democrats and the Biden administration, you're going to have to get it through Ron DeSantis in order to actually get it. Because if you nominate Donald Trump, not only are you not going to get, you know, this uh, uh, revenge you want, but you're going to lose again. And how bad is that going to look? So we'll see how this we'll see how the other candidates play this. But the way I would play it is that we just can't take a chance. Why take a chance when you don't have to, when you have a Ron DeSantis? There's no reason to take a chance. So once again, it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. But I can promise you this. I can promise you this. I promised you this before on June 8th, 2023. If, if Donald Trump wins the primary he will lose the election and he'll lose it in a staggeringly large fashion. And people will be like, how the hell did you? The same thing they said in uh, 2020, right? How did Joe Biden get 81 million votes, the most votes? They'll say the same thing again. How the hell did Joe Biden beat this guy twice? A guy with a, you know, Biden with a 35% approval. But this is what exactly is going to happen. There's no doubt it will happen. So it's time for Republicans for a real gut check. And, uh, to drop Donald Trump. They just drop him like a hot potato. Drop him like a hot potato. Because once again, the Republican Party, the leaders, they know that he'll lose a general election. But unlike the Democrats, they're loath to really, I can't want to say fix the primary, but really, you know, put the arm on him, you know, and try to help the other candidates, try to influence the outcome. They're loath to do that. Democrats, they're not loath to do that. We're not going to give you any debates, RFK, too bad, right? So it's like, that's the thing. The Republicans are not going to do that. They're not going to put all their power and energy into having DeSantis defeat <clears throat> Donald Trump. They're going to let it play out in a fair fashion. But that's not, that might be, the, that might be for the good of their, uh, the, the legitimacy of the primary process in the Republican Party, but it's not going to be good for the country because Donald Trump will lose. Joe Biden, I, I, I mean, I think there's a shot. He would break his record. 
from last time of 81 million votes. So once again, that's it, it, it doesn't matter. And yeah, people are going to say, well, where's where's the Biden indictment? He had these papers many more years and in multiple locations. Why wasn't he indicted? Well, of course, that's a good question. That's a great question. You know, uh, and the the answer is probably as simple as he's the president right now. So the Justice Department is on his side. And yes, of course, they have a, a vendetta against against Trump, you know. Um, and so that's probably the answer. You know, I would not hold my breath <laughs> for an indictment of Joe Biden on the handling of the classified documents the way they so, you know, easily indicted uh, Donald Trump. But if I were to plead to Donald Trump, I'd say, you know what? You have to drop out. You simply have to drop out because you cannot win a general election. Let Ron DeSantis, who's 30 years younger than you, let him grab the baton and run and win and defeat Joe Biden. But once again, for Donald Trump, it's not about country or party. It's about Donald Trump. Hey, Bill, what are your thoughts on this latest indictment of Trump? Can you hear me okay, Mike? Yeah, got you loud and clear. All right. Well, I think the indictment's bullshit. It's obviously all political. Mm-hmm. But, and they know what they're doing. Um, you described it perfectly. Um, you know, uh, and if Trump cared, like you said, about about I, what he should do is just say, look, I'm 80-something, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> He's never going to say that. But just realistically say, you know, let me talk up the Santas, prop them up, endorse them. You no, know, he's got enough was, problems now, Trump. I mean, he's under multiple indictments. He's yeah. under, I mean, there's a real chance he can go to jail. So any normal person would want to deal with that, wouldn't they? I mean, take all of your energy and money and power into dealing with, like, not going to jail. Um, but the Democrats, this is what the Democrats are doing, Bill. They have a, a they think that Republicans will rally around Trump. And they're hoping, they're doing these indictments, hoping that Republicans will rally around Trump and the indictments will carry him through the nomination. And they know he then is a total general election poison with all these indictments hanging over his head. So that's the bet they're playing, that he's not going to drop out, he's going to win the primary, and he's going to have all these indictments hanging over and have to deal with those while Joe Biden is campaigning. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because, I mean, the logical argument he would have then is, how am I indicted in Burisma, Joe Biden, you know, monuments clause violations, you know, uh, Joe Biden having the documents himself. So it'd be like a circular fine squad. We'd be sitting here as a nation looking at these two lame candidates with those two options. I mean, it would just suck. It would be the only, the only thing would be left would be RFK Jr. But the, the the Democrats, he'd have to run as independent RFK, which he's not going to. So, well, did you see? Did you see who is running as independent? Cornell West. I like Cornell, but last time I saw him interviewed on Sabby Sabs, Sabby, that was quite a few months ago. It's like he's living in a time capsule as far as his politics. I don't think I haven't seen his recent interview though. Let me say, but the one I saw was kind of like, well, we well then again he was talking up 
you know, trying to reform the Democratic Party. So he's running as an independent. So he must have had sort of an awakening then. What what well, has he been saying? Tony as, West was never a Democratic politician, really, right? Yeah. He's not like Bernie Sanders, where right. he had to run as a Democrat. But mm-hmm. but Cornell West could possibly take some votes away from Joe Biden in a general yeah. election. You know, yeah. he could get Cornell West. Would, in other words, a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters love Cornell West sure. because Cornell West was on Bernie's side. I mean, he really campaigned hard for him twice. So a lot of those Bernie supporters could very well end up voting for Cornell West. Sure. You know, they could very well end up voting for Cornell West. But, you know, I think that, I don't know, I, I, I just think the problem once again with Donald Trump is, is that I think most of those Democrats will rally around Joe Biden. This is another mm. reason why DeSantis is a better choice for Republicans, because I think if DeSantis is running, you know, as much as the left hates him and makes up stuff about him, they don't have that visceral hatred for him. They do of Donald Trump. So I think the problem is many Democratic voters, including Bernie Kratz, will rally around Biden. They won't take votes away from him if it's Trump, because you know what the Democrats will say. You can't do that. You're going to give Trump the election. You're going to you have to vote for Joe Biden. But I think if it's DeSantis, there might be more defectors on the left. And, 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 you, and Cornel West might be able to actually grab a decent amount of votes away from Joe Biden if it's Ron DeSantis. But Trump, no, I think they'll all rally around Joe Biden just so Trump isn't elected again. I don't think that's a real Joe Biden anyway. That guy looks too different to, to the Joe Biden. Well, the man the did not age well. I mean, he aged bizarrely, didn't he? That's because it's not him. It's some well, clone. It's not a clone. It's but he's just, just, he's just as dumb as the last one. Huh? <laughs> he's just as dumb and clumsy and stupid as the uh, last one. Well, he's got. He can't depart from the role that much because it'd be too obvious if all of yeah, a sudden you know, there are people who age, and you say, okay. That's just an older version of that person. But he looks like a different guy, doesn't he? He's a different guy. His earlobes are different. No, there's people hone in on his earlobes that are, are different. The way but there are people talking. who think he got plastic surgery. On his earlobes? No. I, I think he's – I personally, I I would say – you know, there was a shot of him supposedly getting the vaccine, and he's white-haired, right? His arm hair was all uh, didn't, black. Didn't his eyes change, too, his pupils? <laughs> I don't think it's him, man. I, I, I tell you, well, it's not beyond the pale. Wait, wait, wait. They do it in the movies all the time, right? So they, all they do is take a guy who looks sort of like him, give him a little plastic surgery, and if he's a good actor, you know, who's to say, you know? what's It's not beyond the possibility of things. It doesn't really well, matter. It doesn't really matter because either way, he's a shell of what he used right. to be. And it, it's, it's <laughs> absurd for anyone to think, obviously, that Joe Biden could be a functioning president for five and a half more years, and he won't be. My prediction is, I'll make another prediction. If, God forbid, Joe Biden is reelected, it'll be very, very quick that Kamala Harris, he, he drops out, he, he quits, and uh, he resigns, and Harris takes over, because they know that Harris has zero chance of winning an election. So they have to have Joe Biden win the election. He's more electable than Kamala Harris. And then they'll have Kamala Harris take over. I'd say... Within a few months. You no, know, what they might do, 
well, after a couple of months, have him take a header uh, either on his bicycle or up and down. Oh, his yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. He's over, he hit his head. He's in a. He's and that's not easy. And that's easy, right? Because yeah. he's always having those accidents. So right. it's like, yeah, take a header and something will happen and they'll have to, you know, they'll say he has a brain contusion <laughs> and, and he can't be president anymore. And so that's what that's what's going to happen. It's obvious. So once again, what really frustrates me is that I can't see why people don't understand, even on the even the left, even Democrats, but certainly Republicans can't see that Ron DeSantis is just, I mean, astro- astronomically better candidate than Donald Trump. I mean, and of course, Joe Biden. I mean, that he would make a much better president than Trump or Biden. And he has a much better chance of, uh, of beating Biden than Trump. I don't, I don't see why both sides cannot see that, there's zero comparison between DeSantis and Trump or DeSantis and Biden. I mean, this, forget about the 30, 35 year distance, which is substantial. That's a substantial issue. All right. Being so much younger, only 44. But just his presentation, his, his knowledge, his, his, uh, his high IQ from Yale and Harvard and the fact that he was in the military. I mean, there's a lot about this guy that's just really good as far as if you were like, if you were to develop a really, you know, a strong human being, it would be someone like Ron DeSantis. And I just don't understand how anyone out there could say, oh, no, uh, I got to vote. I got to vote for Trump over that guy. I got to vote for Biden over that guy. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I think he's one of the best presidential candidates in a long time. And I'll say the same thing about RFK Jr. They're both two of the better presidential candidates in a long time. And yet, look, they're both long shot. Well, RFK is more of a long shot, but they're both not considered the favorites right now, right? It's yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad. What, let, me, let me ask you about uh, uh, what you said about Ukraine, your foreign policy. I haven't followed. Did you have any feedback on what his uh, foreign policy stances are? Who? Military. Uh, DeSantis, because you seem to follow him pretty uh, has he made any statements about the Ukraine war, what we might think he would do if he were president and that um, scenario? I don't. I mean, my guess is that he's figuring that war is going to be over mm. by the time he takes office. So he can give his opinion like in general on those kinds of conflicts. And I think in general, he has said that he's we need to focus on what's going on here. Right. And that we've spent too much money and hasn't been accounted for enough. So I think it's uh, I, I think he's once again, I think he's figuring and I think realistically thinking by January of 2025, that's going to be over. But I guess people want to know what he thinks in general about those kinds. Would we get into another one? Right, under right. Him? Now, I saw RFK Jr. today, a very long interview on Fox on Neil Cavuto. And uh, it was a great interview. And he asked RFK about that and it was pretty clear that RFK is against us being uh, us giving all that money, right? And that our inter our NATO uh, inter, inter you know uh, the expansion of NATO and, and threatening to expand NATO ca- caused uh, a Putin to do this kind of a thing, and has resulted in so many deaths on both sides. The fact that we instigated it right by expanding NATO and saying we were going to expand NATO into his backyard that caused this to happen. And we never should have done that. So we were the instigator and uh, it's caused a lot of issues. Obviously it's caused a lot of death. And I think 
RFK made it pretty clear that if it's still going on, when he's president, there won't be any more money. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I heard him say, I saw an interview about that particular one. I heard him uh, say those things. I agree. He also talked about William Burns, the president, um, not the president, the present CIA director, having made those comments uh, very similar as ambassador to Russia, uh, that expanding NATO was going to be, uh, especially Ukraine would be a red line. Remember the statements he made on William Burns. And if you go back to 97, Senator Joe Biden talked about, you know, expanding NATO would create a conflict with Russia. So this is well known. It's been well established. You have also John Mersheimer, Professor Mersheimer has been talking about this for quite a while. Uh, Colonel McGregor, um, uh, Gerald Salente, Trans Journal who's very good at predicting future trends. They've all been echoing this. And it's just such a foreign policy blunder. But it was clearly motivated by um, uh, creating a conflict with Russia, as Hillary Clinton stated, to make Ukraine the next Afghanistan for Russia, to bleed Russia dry. You know what I mean? Of, of yeah. uh, And, I mean, so we know what the foreign policy agenda is. And... And there's Biden and Burisma also Kerry, from what I understand, John Kerry had what a son involved with some dealings in uh, Ukraine, along with uh, uh, Pelosi's daughter, wasn't that? I, I I vaguely remember hearing something about them being involved in some business dealings that were kind of shady. Um, and we also had the bio labs that we were. Uh, 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 fortifying with money and, and sponsoring even have, have one built under the Obama administration in Ukraine. So right. I, we, I, what, I, this is where I'm concerned about DeSantis because we have been doing things that, uh, to drive conflict around the world. We're not working with, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it, Mike? China is our trading partner with all the Asian free trade agreements we talked about. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That So, the business on the business end, we have this corporatocracy tie with with China that's that's drained the ninety thousand factories uh, actually closed uh, for that and over five million jobs. But that does include the service sector jobs supporting those factory jobs. So this has been something that the transnational corporations have that was their agenda. So now, isn't it bizarre that? Why would we get into a conflict with, it's like, this seems like more propped up nonsense for the military industrial complex to sell more weapons, to build more money. Because, you know, a lot of our economy in certain areas of the country is driven by the military bases and, and the military industrial complex, the manufacturing of weapons and planes like Sikorsky here in Stratford. You know, or when I used to work at, uh, for Shaw Environmental up at Fort Ord, you know, when, when those military bases and are these, uh, like Sikorsky uh, contract, the whole economy contracts around it. You see right. what I'm saying? Yes. So that seems to be the motivation, which is not a sustainable thing. I mean, we, I, I, the whole thing is absolute insanity. It's the only way I can see it. And, it, and, so you see what I mean? We have this this training arrangement with from the Beijing Free Trade Agreement, the Asian Free Trade Agreement, which the Trans Pacific Pact, 
And so then we have this other counter narrative with this military nonsense. It, it, to me, it's all saber rattling just to, for the military industrial complex. What do you think? Um, yeah, of course, there's a lot of it that's saber rattling for the military industrial complex. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. You know, so I think that, look, it, it's like I said, it's, it's really obvious on where RFK Jr. stands on it. And I think right. it's, I think <clears throat> he's probably, you know, and he, what he said on Cavuto was great. It was great. He simply said the Demo- what we've talked about here about the modern day liberal or democratic party they should not they're not supposed the democrats are not supposed to be the party of war the democrats are not supposed to be the party of of um of big pharma the democrats are not supposed to be the party of you know authoritarianism they're not the democrats are not supposed to be the party that they are now and he's trying to bring back that old democrat party that was supposedly you know anti-war was anti-war not supposedly they were um, anti-war and uh, where the uh, neocons weren't welcome. Now they're very welcome in the Democratic Party. So I think he's got a great argument. But look, I think DeSantis has a great argument. But we're not dealing with a, a, a voters who really care about who has the better argument anymore, right? It's very much a personality game. With Trump, it is very much that. With Trump, it's all personality, right? The, the the Trump supporters, the MAGA supporters, love his personality, right? They love him. And the people who hate Trump absolutely despise his personality right? and make them sick. They find him vulgar, where the MAGA people find him, you know, powerful and real and, you know, and no bullshit on their side. These are the kinds of things you hear from people who like Donald Trump. So it's not an issues thing. It's not. And that's that's the shame. We talk about issues on this show, on other podcasts, but when it comes down to voting, so few people vote on who represents their morals, who represents where they stand on issues the most. It's it's not that's not what it comes down to, right? It's a it's very much a a personality game, and it's very much a game of uh, of cults. Yeah, strong strong cults. Yeah, exactly. You know, which cult is the strongest? Which cult has the most members? You know, which cult is going to get their cult out there the the best when it comes to voting, you know, to get out the vote? So I think that, you know, we could talk about issues all you all you want who where does rfk stand on the war where does von DeSantis stand on the war so on and so forth i don't i don't know if any of those things matter i don't think any of those things matter i mean if you heard rfk and i have to give cavuto credit it was like a 20-minute interview he gave him a lot a lot of time and by the way rfk sounded better i don't know if he's doing something but he's his voice sounded much smoother than it has in the past uh, maybe the more he talks, maybe the better it is. I don't know, but um, he uh, he just had a, he had a great argument for why Democrats should be picking him over Joe Biden. He oh. had like the perfect argument about this is what the Democratic Party used to stand for. This is what they stand for now. I want to bring them back to what they used to be. Oh. Uh, and he mentioned several issues. I mean, the war and big farm were just a couple. Where the Democrats have gone astray. They've, oh, yeah. big corporate, big corporations, the, 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 you know, the, the party of big of corporate America. That was right. what the Democrats were, you know. So, look, I I would vote for RFK Jr. in a heartbeat, you know, um, in the Democratic primary. I still don't know. Once again, 
this is a hypothetical that's not going to happen. It's not going to end up RFK versus DeSantis. But if it did, hypothetically, I can't tell you exactly which way I'd go. Um, But I think that the problem is, once again, is that the Democrats will not give RFK Jr. a fair shake while the Republicans, while they probably should. If there's any time where a party probably shouldn't give one guy a fair shake, it's this time around with Donald Trump, right? With all of his baggage and two indictments now. And the fact that he could be like in behind bars. I mean, it, he could be president from behind bars. I mean, it's absurd. It's absurd. But they are going to let it play out because his cult is so strong that they're afraid. And this is a, this is a legitimate fear. If they don't let it play out fairly, those people won't vote in November, right? Those oh. people will abstain from voting in November. They won't vote for Ron DeSantis against Biden. They'll stay home. That's a real legitimate fear. If it's perceived, and we know with the MAGA crowd, it doesn't take much for them to perceive things as being rigged, right? So if they perceive this primary as being rigged against Trump, they won't vote in November of 2024. So the Republicans are in an odd position, and it's not a def, it's not like a uh, it's not an advantageous politically advantageous position because Trump's cult is so the MAGA cult is so strong that you don't want to you don't want to embrace them, but you don't want to fuck them over either, right? Yeah, um, I was thinking as you were talking. Um, uh, the only thing I like to learn more about DeSantis is I, I'd like to hear what he thought about how this were how we were drawn into Ukraine. I'd like to hear his perceptions if they line up with like you know your mine and and RFKs and McGregors and Salentes and you know Mersheimers. You know if if he's thinking along those lines that NATO expansion, as William Burns stated, as Senator Biden stated is the issue if he's talking about we need a strong military you know like we're gonna you know by strength and force we're gonna you know that that's just a foolish argument at this point and it doesn't it's not authentic but i don't know where he's coming from so i i'm gonna listen you know and then and you know because he's gonna have to address it at some point um if he hasn't already i just haven't paid attention enough well to know you know look He's going to be asked that question on the campaign trail, and he'll be asked that question in the debates over and over again, right? So, I mean, there'll be plenty of time for all this stuff to to come out, all come out in the wash. But I just think that we're in a very precarious situation now with Donald Trump, you know, because, like I say, uh, we're kind of Republicans are kind of playing right into the Democrats' hands, you know. They figure, and they're right, that every time they indict him, it's another shot in his arm with the Republican primary. And um, it's, another, it's another dent in his armor once it comes to a general election. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they indict him a few more times. <laughs> I take the truth. At this point, will. I don't think there's any end to their indictments. And once, and once again, I am on the side of I think it's bullshit. I think right. both indictments are horseshit. But yeah. I'm also a realist. Like David Sachs. You know, David Sachs is a big DeSantis supporter, but he put up a tweet today saying Trump's been indicted for keeping documents in his basement. Makes sense. Everyone knows you're supposed to keep them in your Corvette, 
So he knows it's garbage. No, he knows it's garbage, but he's still supporting DeSantis because he knows he's the better general election candidate. I mean, he's a better candidate, like I said, in so many different ways. So you can believe two things at the same time, right? That the indictments are garbage, yet DeSantis is the much better candidate. Oh, yeah. And my hope is that the Republicans that eventually, between now and next year, come to that realization that if you want to win, if you want to beat basically Kamala, if you don't want, here, it's very simple. If you don't want Kamala Harris to be president, you should vote for Ron DeSantis. But it's up to, you know, in a way, it's up to DeSantis and the other candidates to make them understand that. Right. It is, you know, to make them understand the dynamics here, because in their minds, it's like, oh, no, everyone is going to see that Trump has been a victim. Everyone will see that. Independents will understand that. No, not the way it goes, because you look at how Trump polls with independents and it's very low. So it's uh, it, it, once again, it's a, it's, a, it's a situation where DeSantis is going to have to make that argument to Republican voters that you're you're, you're taking a real unnecessary chance if you if you uh, vote for Trump. So, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Regarding DeSantis as a running mate, has, do you have? I know he hasn't indicated anybody, but is there anyone that you see in the mix? Yeah, I think um, Christine Ohm. Uh I think Nikki Haley. I have a feeling it'll be a woman, right? Okay. So if you look at the women in the field, right? Christy Noem was a very strong governor, uh, very much in line with DeSantis' policies, gets a lot of media coverage, very good-looking and young. That helps. doesn't hurt. Um, and then Nikki Haley you know, who's also will go through this primary process and maybe great gain some traction, you know, so uh, it, 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 it could be either of those two, or there could be someone I'm not thinking, you know, people thinking Tulsi Gabbard, but I don't think so. I think that's way outside the box. You know, I don't think he's going to nominate a former Democrat from Hawaii, but who knows? Maybe it's always possible. I don't think he'd have her as a running mate, but, I think that uh, Noam and Haley are two definite possibilities. And if you could think of any other up and coming, I don't think it's going to be, what's her name? Uh, Lake. I don't think it's going to be her. She lost, you know, so I don't think it's going to be her. But uh, I, I think that, I, I don't think he wants anyone running with him who's, you know, can't, is, is in the, can, you know, everything's rigged. All the elections are rigged. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that connected to him. So it's not going to be Lake, but I would say I'd be shocked if it wasn't a woman, a young woman. Okay. Isn't Nikki Haley kind of a war hawk though? Doesn't she always voted for more expansion of. I I don't particularly like her. I think he's just looking at, you know, who could help him win a general election running with him. And I think if you're looking at a strong woman candidate, she would be in that, you know, uh, she would qualify, right, as a higher profile Republican woman who does have some kind of a following, may gain, may gain more of a following during the primary. So it all depends. You know, usually that's what happens, right? Usually they go with someone who's running in the primary. So that would give Nikki Haley an edge over Christine Noem just because the person's visibility goes up, right? 
Um, so like, you know, Kamala Harris with Joe Biden, people are saying, oh, no, he's going to pick this congressperson, this senator. No, he picked someone who ran in the primary. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But right I now, I say Noam and Haley are the two top candidates. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that whether it, then what would happen then was whether we're looking at Republican or Democrat, we'd be looking at uh, two candidates who are about you know what NATO hegemony and and uh, uh, military strength, which I, I our budget. It's, I, we talked about this yesterday. To me, this is a, a, a death rattle that needs to be changed. Uh, as as RFK talks about, you know, our foreign policy and how how can anyone run for president and know that Senator Joe Biden in '97 said, as we keep expanding NATO, once we it'll, it's going to cause a conflict with Russia, and William Burns saying the same thing when when he was ambassador to Russia, and now he's frigging CIA. It's like the people have amnesia. I know. I know. It's, it's true. Crazy. It's true. Yeah. I, I, Bill, let me let me get to the other calls. That, oh, I appreciate it. Call sure. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks very much, Bill. Okay. Okay. Uh, who, who are we doing? Emma. Emma Dean, how are you? Emma uh, Dean, you're on the list. All right. How's it going? Mike, listen, I, I'm really interested. I want to know what the female is that you think. You said something like it started with a C or something. Who do you think would be his running? Well, I said Nikki Haley or Christy No. Who is who yeah. is so? I don't know a lot. Like so, so I don't know if anybody else went to the polls and didn't even have to vote because Trump. We all knew Trump was going to be elected in like 2016. Was it 2016? Is that yeah? But like, but like we were told it. Like we we all just knew it was going to happen, and did we? And I mean, Hillary it, was always okay. the favorite. She was the one the polls were saying going to win, right? Yeah, but it was like an inherent like I'm sorry, a soul connection. Like, let me just like be weird for a minute. But um, like I knew Trump was already elected before I even voted. Well. I think I've heard that from some people. I have. Some people I've heard, they've said, some people have told me that they felt that Trump was going to win in 2016 and he was going to lose in 2020. Now, it may just them wanting to say they got it right both times. But, I mean, it's just, that's very possible. I mean, there were some people who were saying, watch him win. Watch, he's going to win. The way they really believed he was going I mean, the polls were saying she was going to win, right? That's why she didn't go to Pennsylvania and Michigan, right, and Wisconsin, because the polls were telling her that she was going to win there, and she got lazy and decided not to go, and guess what? She didn't win. Now, in 2020, it was pretty clear, right? I mean, I guess the it, polls were pretty yeah. decidedly on Biden's side, you know? Right, right but, but um, here, here's the thing, and I have not seen this occur since 2016. I have seen a lot of uh, interest groups help support people who were not trying to be part of the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And when I say stream, I really literally mean stream. Um, <laughs> but, but when I, when I knew for a fact that Trump was going to be elected, I went to the polls and I knew for a fact that Trump was president. This is before the election ended. Like I, I did not, I, I but did. But what, what, what made you feel that? 
Was there something in particular that made you feel he was going to win? No, I feel like, okay, so so this is going to be weird, but uh, I don't whatever. care. Just tell I, me what it is. Yeah. So I feel like I had this knowledge that that was what was happening. And it was not a, it was not a vote. It was not a, it was not another decision. It was not somebody was going to do something. It was just, well, Trump's going to be president next. And I had just hmm. moved back to the U.S. from the Cayman hmm. Islands. Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, and I thought that I thought it was like, it was weird. It was like, I heard it inside of my body. Right. Hmm. Like almost like, like I just, it was like, it didn't matter if I needed to switch my precinct or whatever, it was like, Trump right. president next. Right. you know, right. I, and I was like, okay, great. All right, fine. Then I just accept it. Okay, cool. And, and I actually worked in politics when I was a kid or, or not a kid. I'm sorry. I'm not going to call myself a kid back when I was 20, whatever. Um, I, I worked, I, w- I ran a U.S. congressional campaign. I was the first hire, um, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. but, but, um, but so I, I have been in politics for a while, but this was different. And I think that it might've been maybe some of the advertising funding, uh-huh. maybe some of the money put behind him, mm-hmm. but also like, I literally was, uh, married for like a while to this one guy who whose parents were like Martha's Vineyard goers and Obama and I were vacationing there at the same time, whatever. But like, I feel like I was, I was tapped into that maybe mindset. Um, Well, it's very possible. You know, I, I, I wasn't shocked that Trump won. I wasn't. I, because I knew what a flawed candidate Hillary Clinton was. I mean, I'd been telling Democrats that for a year, you know, And, so and all my friends are Democrats. Listen, listen, all my friends right now, like that I go, okay, we do like Christmas in July, okay, every year. And these are my friends. We're in a big city. We're in the capital of North Carolina. And they're super Democratic. And I'm not. I, I have different, I'm more economically conservative. So like I'm not, I, I'm very fiscally conservative. I'm also conservative in in the fact that like I want communication to be collaborative mm-hmm. and not individualized but like my friends are super democratic and they are like uh, biden's dead <laughs> that's what my friends are saying this is this is literally these are Demo- these are like staunch democrats uh-huh. and they're like they're like they're like no no that's not gonna work biden's not gonna work uh well yeah uh, I, I mean look when we're talking about 2024 you know, I, I just think it's going to come down to once again, can Ron DeSantis and the others, but especially DeSantis, make the argument that I've been making that you can believe two things at the same time, that we know that the stuff with Trump's indictments are a witch hunt, but also all that baggage, including those indictments, make him a very flawed and dangerous general election candidate. But when you have someone like me running, why take a chance with Donald Trump, right? And they're going to have, he's going to have to make that. Once again, I think it is a simple argument. I think it's 100% right, not because I made it, but I think just common sense and logic wise, and if you look at polling, that's the argument to make, that Trump cannot win a general election now. And so as a, as a that's just person it. who entered the Republican Party very early on, um, very early, um, and made K 
cakes with elephants on it for the women GOP in my area. Um, uh, and as somebody who has always been very uh, privacy-minded, very individual-minded, and also very into our government, like I want our government to succeed. Um, Ron, okay, DeSantis is mm-hmm. like, he's so young and I want damn it, man, we need like a young guy to lead us. Like, I'm sorry, these old dudes are not like, and I love Trump. I love Trump. I had so much respect for him. I really do. I really have so much. I got to see him speak while he was still president uh, twice in public um, in DC on the fourth and also in North Carolina. Um, But, but DeSantis, he's like, literally like, Okay, Florida, I'm sorry, but all, a lot of people want to move there. DeSantis mm-hmm. is like the, he's like um, a rabble rouser in some mm-hmm. ways, but also he's very conservative in how he's going to, I don't know, I like him. I like him a lot. That's all. That, that I just want to public, publicize my statement on that. I like, like I just, we, we need somebody who's young. We don't need an old figurehead we need somebody who's headstrong yes yeah and, and I, we, I, I agree. we've had these like we've had these old people who are like puppets and like we can all run them because we're all on the internet and we're all like collaborating together on the internet behind yeah. the scenes i don't but, like I, I i think it's pretty obvious that ron DeSantis, whether you like his politics or not is not going to be a puppet he's going right. to be his own person right he's going to be his own person which is very rare for the office of the presidency. It's incredibly rare. Most of them are puppets, right? I mean, that's what a lot of Republicans may like about Donald Trump, but he proved that he could be a puppet, though, because he talked about draining the swamp, and he didn't, right? He put Fauci front and center, John Bolton, Steve Mnuchin, all these incredible right, but he, swamp but he creatures was, that have been in politics like, forever. He was literally like, okay, have you ever played Half-Life? No. What's that? Okay, Half-Life is a video game, and they have these little... um these little creatures that come up and they jump on your head and they have like a bulb on them. And then they have tentacles that hold your whole head. <laughs> this is a game. <laughs> yes. really? It's a very, very it's like a horror movie. Game. It's called half life. Um, but it, so it, it is, it is, it is survived like multiple iterations. I would call it a legacy game. Um, oh, but right. yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when you become president, it is like, uh, did you survive the tentacle reaction or were you able to succeed beyond the tentacles? Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so like DeSantis is like, he's do he's been doing shit. That's like really off color for people who are just going with the flow and, yeah. and like Biden and even Trump after two years and after two years in Trump, was also in that same uh, category. I, I don't know what to say, category or like uh, victim hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hated that. But but let me t- let me tell you this: like more jobs were created when he was here, and I'm just going to say that. And I'm not trying to be a Trumpist, but there was a lot of things behind it. Yeah. So the puppet that was Trump after two years in, because he got really. I can't imagine, like, I really can't imagine what he went through, Uh, especially after watching him do The Apprentice Show. Like, that was a lot to see him fall down 
in his presidency. Mm. I, I never, like, I think that our government is so gross to me now. And so this is why people like, I, I don't want somebody who's going to be just a pushover. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's going to like go out there and actively work. Well, also look, it's quite obvious. And another point that DeSantis and others can make is that um, it's it, it, four years of a Trump presidency, four more years of a Trump presidency, it's going to be four more years of Democrats impeaching him, Democrats indicting him, him sniping back at them, revenge on both sides. It's going to be it's going to be another soap opera. It's going to be four years of soap opera when nothing actually gets done, right? Because the let's put it this way: let's say let's say Trump does sneak by Biden in the general election. He'd have zero coattails. He is not bringing a Republican Congress and Senate with him. In fact, people will vote for Democrats just so they can you know check and balance him. So nothing will get done. Right. It's going It'll to be, be more the same. Of in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be four years of indictments and drama and and, and impeachments and, and nothing done for actually everybody. And right. that's that's yeah. why I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like like Biden and the last two years of Trump are all a part of this same. Uh, uh, let's say it the half like the of that video game, like the tentacles, right? Of something that is not us, that is not the people of the United States of America, right? Um, and so well, I, don't, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. So and, DeSantis is coming here in North oh, Carolina yeah. this next month. Sure. So I want to I want to hear him talk. Like I never, when I heard him talk on the on the radio one time, I didn't know that that's who I was listening to. I thought mm-hmm. it was I was like, who is this guy? He's really smart, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, wait, that's the governor of Florida. What, you yeah. know? Yeah, and you know, you'll hear more, you'll hear him talk more. This is why the early polls. Don't matter. Look, there are people like you who are really politically in tune more than probably 90 percent of America. And even you said, oh, I don't know that much about Ron DeSantis yet. Right. So these early polls are garbage. They're garbage. They don't mean anything. People will hear more of Ron DeSantis and the more people hear, the more they'll like him. And I think the more they'll understand that Trump is just not worth the gamble. Not at 80 years old with all the baggage he has. He's just not worth the gamble. Well, I will tell you from of, inside of, the GOP yeah. in North Carolina, and then I will end it on this. Inside mm-hmm. the GOP, <clears throat> everybody's trying to say he's too young to take office. That's a, that's so stupid. That's that is the only thing they're using <clears throat> against. He's got more experience than Barack Obama. Oh, more yeah. experience. Being governor of Florida for five years and the accomplishments. Obama didn't have any of those accomplishments as senator. Dude, that the Sanders, I'm but sorry, the Sanders will also make and actively served our country. Like, yeah. come on. And who who is uniting people and like helping people to be like, okay, I went to a I went to a charter high school and we were taught how to politically disobey mm-hmm. for political purposes. Yeah. Um we were the, all the smart kids or whatever. But yeah. like <laughs> like DeSantis is like is actively building things that really disobey and he's making headway. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a, it feels like a, a refreshing air. That's mm-hmm. all. Emma, thanks for the call. I Thank you so much for Thank having you. me tonight. Good talking to you. Good you- talking to you. Okay. <clears throat> my God, my sinuses are, ah, 
Daniel, you're on and let's be heard. How's it going? Good. You know, I don't know how, but I knew you were going to pick me as the next caller. I just knew it. Because you were next in line? Is that what? <laughs> wow. Oh, my. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I couldn't resist. That was a good. That was a great call, Emma. Yeah. Was, yes. Was yes. Thank you. Um, Emma was a great call. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You 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 uh suggested Nikki Nikki Haley, and I'd say no. Big thumbs down on that. You know who's better? Tulsi Gabbard. Well, I said that Tulsi, but I don't know. That might be a little too far outside the box. And yeah. I don't know. No, if, she 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 left the, the Democratic the Party. Yeah. She left the Democratic Party. I don't know if Republicans are going to feel comfortable with that. Well, you know, she was right on during, you know, in everything over the last three years. She's been um, in line with um, a lot of conservative views when it comes to the culture wars. Yeah. Um, I think that she that she is a very measured thinker and she is not a politico in the sense that people like Nikki Haley certainly is. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley. I'm just throwing out names of possibilities when it comes oh, to yeah. Republican women. You know. Oh yeah, I I, I get that. Well, Christy Christy Nome was uh, great during COVID, also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either either of those, I think, would be good. I, I think um, it depends on how things shape up. Um, but Tulsi, I, I wouldn't rule, rule that out. I wouldn't. Well, I like Tulsi. And I think Tulsi has been one of us, right? A Democrat who has realized that the party has gone astray. The party left and her. That, yeah, the party left her. You know, look, RFK is saying the same stuff, but he's running as a Democrat because he's running for president. And you have to, right? So it's, uh, it's the same thing, though, where the Democratic Party left them, right? They don't recognize this particular Democrat party anymore. You know, so it's... Uh, once again, I, I think Tulsi Gabbard, Christy Nome, Nikki Haley. I can't think. You know what it is? I can't think of any other woman that he that he would, could possibly, you know. Uh, oh, I got one. I got one for you. Who? Barbara Ferrer. Oh, stop. Although, you know what? <laughs> Ron DeSantis doesn't believe in identity politics. He may not pick a woman. Uh, he's not Joe Biden. He's not just going to pick a woman because he has to, you know. But I think there are people within the party who might be pushing him to pick a female, you yeah. know, so, and, and look, these are, I don't like Nikki Haley that much, but she does have a little cachet. She was a very popular governor, right? Of South Carolina. And she worked under Trump and the state department. So it's look, it's, um, she's, she's got the political cachet. I don't like her for the same reasons you don't, but Christy Nome's a good choice and Tulsi Gabbard's a good choice and they're all pretty good looking and young. So I, you know, and once again, it's actually more important who's running with Joe Biden, we know who that is, and Donald Trump than who's running with, you know, 44-year-old Ron DeSantis. So, yeah. yeah, well, I think it's important in all cases, but um, I, I don't think anyone wants a neocon like Nick, Nikki Haley in office. I mean, that's there are going to be crazy people that are going to level this bizarre because we've already seen it um, accusation that DeSantis is somehow a neocon. We've already seen it. Um, so you don't need somebody like Nikki Haley around there. To, to That's true. That kind of That's argument. a very good point. And a lot of the Trump people who don't like neocons might not like that. Yep. If you pick someone like Nikki Haley, although it's a weird thing, right? Because she worked for Trump and Trump gave his blessing for her to run and their friends. So it's, that's an odd dynamic. I don't know how that would really play out, you know, 
So, yeah, you know, um, I, I missed uh, calling cut out. You said David Sachs said something about the uh, the BS indictment. What was it that he said? Oh, he said, yeah, it's, it makes sense because it makes sense. Oh, Trump has been indicted for keeping documents in his basement. It makes sense because everyone knows you're supposed to keep them. In <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, he's no Trump supporter. But once again, he he's like me. Yep. He can he can think that Trump's been given a raw deal and that DeSantis is a much better, you know, candidate. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I, I'm- I, I, I'm quite in. It seems to be. It seems that I'm quite in line with David Saxon and uh, Musk thinking on a lot of things these days, which is kind of interesting. I don't. I know Elon was uh, basically a Democrat, and like uh, us and Tulsi Gabbard and so many other people, uh, the Democratic Party left him behind as well. Um, left him out. Shouldn't say behind because they certainly certainly haven't advanced. They've morphed into uh, the illiberals. Yeah, um, and. It, to say that they've left us behind? Well, no, they morphed. morphed but, you know, something. we've talked about this, Trump, uh, DeSantis and others, but especially him. They're going to have to deal with, with, the, with the Trump cult where he could do no wrong, right? Yep. I mean, he did say I could stand in the middle of Times Square and shoot people and my, my, my followers wouldn't leave my side. And he's right about that. So it's not like – the thing is, it's not like, okay, one indictment, I'll stick with him. Two indictments, I'll stick with him. Maybe not three. They're going to stick with him no matter what, right? And every indictment is going to make them want him to win even more. So yeah, Every indictment that they see as being wrongful, and it is, that it's going to build there's, – there's going to be this martyr quality, which is actually not a good quality for, for him to pick up. Well, that's true. It is the martyr quality, right? But it's it's the it's the more like he's a, he, they have a the Democrats have a, the Biden administration has a witch hunt. The Democrats have a witch hunt against Donald Trump, and we must elect him president to get revenge. That's it. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. The best revenge is served on a cold plate, and to them, that would be Donald Trump winning the presidency. And they they have a point. I mean, there's a point to that, right? That you tried to take someone down over and over again, and they beat you. Yeah, that's what. What would you also call that? An underdog story, right? David beats Goliath kind of a story. But it's it's a fantasy because the guy is poisoned in a general election. Just yeah. the, the the Trump cult doesn't understand that much of America doesn't think the same way they do. Yeah, um, but 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 Biden is poisoned too, and that's what makes things really weird when it comes to trying to measure up Trump versus Biden at this point. Um, they're both poison. And who, who is going to... But one might be in jail and one might not. You know, being in jail is a kind of, a, you know, that's a handicap. It's, <laughs> that's well, it's, it's really weird that, you know, on, we have this really strange um, dynamic that, and choices that are presented um, to us right now as, as voters. On the one hand, we have uh, Biden and Trump, both of which are toxic. Um, and on the other hand, we have RFK versus DeSantis, two of the best possible candidates that we could possibly have chose had 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 to have chosen from mm. for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Well, it's the idea of having Trump versus Biden in 2020 was bad enough, but to have Trump versus Biden now with Trump with his baggage and his indictments. And and Biden with his senility. I mean, it's you know what? Don't you think that's embarrassing for this country? 
Well, and Biden has um, more baggage on, on its way. Um, there is that, uh, I mean, they've already got tons of bank records showing uh, $5 million split up into different accounts only to come back into the one single account again. Um, and now there is um, forms and, and documents that, uh, not obtained by um, the media, but uh, anonymous yeah. sources reporting on what these documents say. And these documents are basically from from action, from a informant that I guess has been working with the FBI since 2010 or 12, I think it was. Um, he, he, he's he has information look through uh, yeah. Barisma's uh, CEO. Yeah, we know here. they're both flawed. They both have a lot of problems. But Joe Biden's probably not going to be indicted in the next year. He's probably not going to be because once again, he's the president. And there's a talk about that. Can you indict a sitting president? They waited till Trump was out of office. All of that on top well, of the indictment. Justice being on his side. Yeah, so. indictment wouldn't be the wouldn't be the option here, really. Uh, it would be impeachment, and we and the Republicans control the House. But the Democrats, he wouldn't be convicted. So same thing. Well, with he, no, he wouldn't be convicted, but right. uh, very, very credible with lots of evidence and claims showing that uh, he is corrupt. And then a, a move toward impeachment. That's it's, it's really damaging stuff. And I'm, yeah. and I'm not talking about this from a political angle. I think the guy is corrupt as hell. Well, uh, yes, I, I agree. I agree. In a lot of ways, he's probably more corrupt than Joe Biden, uh, than uh, Donald Trump. You know, so it's, uh, you know, look, Biden's been in politics for half a century. So let's say let's say they're both corrupt. If you want to believe they're both corrupt, one's been corrupt. A hell of a lot longer than the other. Yeah, Joe Biden's been corrupt since 1971. You know, so his whole life. I mean, yeah, yeah. His whole. It's just a, look every aspect of that guy. Think life. of think, think of how other. Up. Yeah, Daniel. Thanks for the call. I'm going to go on, but thank you. Yeah, yep. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, think about how other countries see this. Forget about politics. Biden versus Trump again with all of their baggage they bring with them in their age, as opposed to, let's say, DeSantis versus RFK Jr. What do you think, if you're in a different country, what do you think looks better to those people in those other countries? That the United States is doing Trump versus Biden again, redux, or DeSantis versus RFK Jr.? What looks better for this country? What matchup looks better for the United States of America? It's not even close. Hey, Joe, what's up, Joe? Hey, Joe, you there? <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Yeah, hey, Joe, how's it going? Hey, Mike. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, there's a big uh, difference between DeSantis and RFK. Um, you're not going to win it. If you're a Republican, you're not going to win it on wokeism. No Wait, way. Are you going to go through this again? We just went through this yesterday. Can you? Well, but it's what not going to happen. Dude, you keep on saying that, it, but like, Joe... I, uh, I've seen a poll today, a poll was given to me, which said that Americans are becoming much more socially conservative and that wokeism is a social thing. It's where they say it's a social contagion kind of a thing. And the new poll that came out today say that Americans are now becoming much more socially conservative. So to say wokeism isn't what, a big issue, what was I don't it? think it's what, true who, who when you look the at poll? the polls. Mike, who's the poll 
and like what came out because I don't buy any of that. Yeah, I know. People never buy polls they don't agree with. Look, yeah, I don't it, like. Well, wait, I don't wait, like wait. The Eighteen polls. to twenty-eight, fifty states. None of them voted for. I don't. I don't like the polls that show Trump. Mike. I don't like the polls that show Trump ahead of DeSantis, but those are what the polls show. I mean, I don't yeah, like. Yeah, but at the polls. end of the day, like DeSantis is running to the right of Trump, and no, at the end of the day, you're Trump not is running to the left of DeSantis. This country okay, isn't. You can into look at it both ways. Sharia politics. Go ahead. You can look at it both ways. You can look at it both ways. Trump is always talking about true Republicans and Republicans in name only and fake Republicans. And I'm a real Republican. I'm a real Republican. But he's not running as a real Republican. He's running as like a Democrat light. So what, you know, once again, 70 percent of the people are for Trump, dude. They're not for DeSantis. DeSantis. I don't believe Trump. Those polls are bullshit. I don't believe those polls. I don't believe. No. Look, I think you can say something like. No, you can say something like I say with polls. It's early. It's a snapshot in time. So it shows the way things stand in June of 2023. But, you know, none of us were born yesterday. We've seen these things happen before in election after election with the person who's ahead the year ahead of time ends up losing. Right. Otherwise, we'd have President Jeb Bush, President Rudy Giuliani. Okay, so things change. They've always changed. Bro, Mike, Mike, this is the problem that you're suffering, that you're not acknowledging. Nobody's into wokeism. And when when Ron DeSantis pushes for the wokeism agenda, you guys lose because at the end of the day, this this whole society is. But you keep closer. saying that you wait, have wait, no wait, facts. Wait, Mike, Joe, Mike, Joe, Mike, can I finish? Mike, you keep Mike, saying the same thing. Mike, Mike, can I finish? No, 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 no Mike, because you Mike. keep saying oh, the same thing. With no, no facts, because at Joe. the end of the day, you're afraid to let me finish. Where book. are your facts? Here, Glenn wait, wait, Youngkin, wait. You're afraid. Mike, Joe, Mike, don't you say afraid. the same thing Mike, don't over be afraid. and over, Joe. Don't be afraid, Mike. Don't Joe, be afraid. I'm afraid of let your lies. I'm afraid let of me your, finish. Your, no, no, no. I'm afraid don't, of your statements that have no facts. You're to back afraid, them up. dude. You're afraid. You're I'm afraid. afraid. I'm afraid of Democrats who don't you're have afraid. to back no, anything you're afraid, they dude. say you're just, with facts. You're showing up like a frightened little penis. I'm afraid of Democrats. Who say all this crap with no facts? Masks work, vaccines work, lockdowns work. Running away from a virus works. The virus is going to be is going to be upset that we're that we're closing our stores and it's going to go away. The climate change is going to kill us all. In twenty years from now, the world won't be here. Twenty years from now, they say it again. Twenty years from then, they say it again. Twenty years from then, they talk about these wildfires, which have nothing to do with climate whatsoever. It happens to do with the fucking the weeds and the brush and not cleaning the brush correctly. And then this happens, and they go, well, it's an obvious connection to climate change with no facts or science or data that connects it to climate change. In fact, this is not connected to climate whatsoever. you got to clean the fucking brush. Our forests are in horrible shape. That's what causes these fires. So this is over and over again with Democrats. And you go, wokeness is a losing issue. If he runs on wokeness, he'll get trampled. No, no. But we see Glenn Youngkin ran against wokeness and won. Okay, in blue Virginia, in purple Florida, Ron DeSantis just ran against wokeness, Joe. He just ran against wokeness, Joe, and won by a million and a half votes over Charlie from the crypt. Okay, who was saying the same shit you were saying? Uh, Wokeness. No one cares about wokeness, Ron. And he got fucking trumpled, trumped, trumpled. That's a good thing. Trumpled because of wokeness. So these are the facts, Joe. You can't just say because you don't believe in it, you don't like it, that the rest of the fucking world agrees with you. When there's no data that shows the rest of the fucking world agrees with you, the data says the opposite. We people in this country are tired 
of this woke bullshit that the Democrats push with their virtue signaling, their anti-science, anti-facts, anti-reality, woke virtue signaling. Look at me, what a great fucking person I am. Fuck you. Did I make that clear enough? Hey, non-number, how you doing? Hi, wow. That was a, that was a call. Hi. Um, (laughs) Are you stunned? Are you stunned? No, well, it, it, uh, I was worried that I would not be received uh, positively with what I have to say, but I mean, I, I have to, I'd have to do very bad to have a uh, worse reaction from the host. <laughs> um, so I will accept whatever you have to say. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it ahead of time. I'll just <laughs> you have to say. I'll accept this. My uh, first time in. Uh, in one of your talks, and uh, I have to say that I'm I'm not really a conservative. I, I I see myself as more of a libertarian, but it's worse than the being forced into the false binary of the two party system because I don't even agree with most libertarians, man. So what do you consider yourself? People often, let me, I'm not going to yell at you, but people often come on this show and they'll say, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not that, instead of saying what they are. So what do you consider yourself? Uh, I'm for the type of libertarianism that would, that says that they support gay married couples protecting their pot farm with assault rifles. <laughs> that says it all right there. I love it. I love it. gay married couples <laughs> protecting their, <laughs> their weed farm with rifles. So, to me, what you just said is isn't that pure libertarianism? Live and let live. Yes, but at the same time, like the libertarians that I, I disagree with the most are the. <clears throat> Sovereign citizen libertarians, which I, I see frequently as just being Karen snowflakes who think that laws don't apply to them. Mm-hmm. And also the all taxation is theft libertarians. Come on, guys. We live in a society. Render under, unto Caesar what is due to Caesar. I mean, yeah, you mean kind of like law of the jungle? Oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, we don't live in a jungle, man. We live in a society. Yeah. It's not a perfect one, but we're trying to make it. Well, also, there's the idea that some libertarians have where, like, we don't need government, right? There's no government. And what's odd about those people is they're usually in government making a lot of money for a very long time, right? Now, I don't know if Ron Paul has said that. I don't believe in government. He certainly doesn't believe in big government. But you can't be in politics making $200,000 a year as a senator or a congressperson say, I don't believe in government, right? Why would you be part of something you don't believe in? So there's always that kind of uh, hypocrisy there, right? Well, also, I posit that it is absolutely not the job of the government to use laws to enforce morality on people, whether whatever that specific morality is. Um, and I, I'm... I'm welcoming a challenge on that if anyone wants to debate that. But 
people left and right are saying that, oh, this, this is a threat, especially to children. To t- ban this or stop this. They're using the veil, the imagined threat of public harm to enforce their morality on other people. Mm-hmm. And that's happening left and right. And I don't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's fair enough. Where are you calling from, by the way? My kitchen. Mac and cheese. Oh, are you going to be too paranoid to tell me what you're calling from? <laughs> no, <that's> Washington <laughs> State. Hey, I used to live in Seattle. I lived in Seattle for six years. And uh, I watched that city go downhill just the way I've watched the one I currently live in, San Francisco, go downhill. And uh, so, you know, I also I know the differences between Eastern and Western Washington, Eastern and Washington, Oregon. But, um, you know, I, I think that uh, the Pacific Northwest is a it, 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 had, it used to be a great place. I wouldn't call it a great place now. But. It used to be a great place, but now we have a, a position, you know, a situation in your, in, I don't know if you're in Seattle, but Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, where the extreme left has taken over and run these cities into the ground because of their woke virtue signaling ideology, right? Instead of doing things that are really concrete things. And that's the thing we, I think we want from everyone is like in politics, do concrete things and get things done. And Ron DeSantis did that in Florida, right? Look at the hurricane. It hits. I've mentioned this before, but this is a very concrete thing that most politicians don't do. A, a hurricane hits and you get a call from a, 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 um, a county and they say their bridge collapsed and that bridge is essential to getting goods across. Right. And they can't wait very long for it to be fixed. And Ron DeSantis picks up the phone, calls the people in charge and says, fix this bridge. And three days later is fixed. That's what people want from government, right? That's what people want. That's not a handout. That's not big government. That's government doing, you're paying these people to make your quality of life better, to make life livable in the place where you live. And I think that's what Ron DeSantis does very well in Florida, which is why he won. I can say this a million times because it's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a team that's never won anything or certainly never won big. And then one year they come in and they sweep everything. And that's what Florida was. It was a very purple state where a Democrat or Republican would always get by by maybe one point, right? Either way, whoever can get their vote out better. And he won by 20 points because Republicans, Democrats, conservatives, libertarians, black, white, Latino, gay, straight, bi, they all know that as governor, he gets the job done. He makes their lives better. So they voted for him. If only we voted that way all of the time. It didn't matter if there was a D next to the name, a G, an L, whatever the fuck is next to their name. The person that gets the jobs done the best wins. That would be, I think, the best kind of politics. So uh, I'll say, although I'm not in a cult, I'm not, I don't believe in cults. So he ain't perfect. Uh, I'll say one last thing and then I'll head go ahead. to the audience. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Um, now, I have personal reasons why I, I don't really like uh, Governor DeSantis, but one thing you could definitely say about him is that he has more leadership experience than President Trump had when he started office. Oh, no, and I no, personally believe that Ron DeSantis has more leadership experience than uh, Donald Trump has today. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. And thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, you've been writing in the chat how you called all the elections correctly for the last <laughs> 70 years. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing it before I was born, actually. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. That's stunning. That you Honestly, that. <laughs> uh, I didn't vote or really care during the Obama era and I was too young when Clinton was around. So it was Trump and, uh, Clinton. It was the first one I really, really paid attention to. But anyway, uh, I called in to talk about two things with you. One of them will probably agree on, one of them will probably disagree on. So, which would you like to do first? <laughs> Let's leave it on a good note. Give me the one you disagree. All right. Well, it's it's on Ron DeSantis being a neocon, and mm-hmm. obviously, like uh, many things these days, especially these terms are so nebulous. Unless you really give them like a clear definition, you know, it's kind of just talking past each other, right? Um, yes. So for neoconservatives, just using uh, Google, you, I don't know if you want to agree on this, but I think this is a pretty good uh, definition. That basically, a group of political actors that want to, in the United States, that want to use or think that the U.S. should use military power to promote democracy and freedom mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. No, I think you could quibble with that. I just don't know if Ron DeSantis is that kind of a person. I mean, once again, right? Well, has he been? Di- as di- wait, has he been as direct as RFK Jr.? No, no. But well, I was going to give you some quotes from him because go ahead. I think that if you lay out a logical syllogism, X is true, Y is true, therefore Z is true, yeah. and you can pretty much see it from these are statements he made on a Fox interview in 2018 so maybe times have changed but he is also running for president so yeah, go ahead. Uh, i believe the united states should continue to be the world's policeman that's one quote we have a responsibility to lead the world in promoting democracy and freedom that's two so to me i'm just going to preface these first two by saying i think he's saying there that it's in the united states interest to promote democracy and freedom he's All saying right. it's our responsibility I'm not, three i'm not doubting that he said the things you said he said, but it could also be taken out of context. We don't know the whole thing, right? Well, you can go watch the interview. Three. I'm just saying, um, we could all take out, you know, Here's little the key, things. Though. You know. Here's the key. We have to use, be prepared to use military force to defend our interests and those of our allies, which that sounds pretty, you know, of course. But if you're making one of those interests, promoting democracy and freedom and being the world's policeman. Now, he also said that we should be more selective when we use our military force and that we should work with other countries to solve our problems without acting unilaterally. But the Iraq war wasn't a unilateral invasion. That was a cooperation between the coalition of the willing, getting a bunch of other countries like the UK and all the Western countries. That wasn't unilateral. Mm. And saying we need to be more selective is about the lowest you could possibly pass for a bar. Unless you want to be like Mike Pence, who just wants to drop a bomb on everyone in there's also uh, look I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate here i'll play his i'll play his lawyer because <laughs> i'm good at that uh there's the idea that if if we see a real danger somewhere like adolf hitler something like that happening somewhere else that we need that we need to believe that america can intervene right that america should we have the power to intervene and and uh and take care of those situations, yeah, that's, that's right? Snuff that Putin. crap out. That's what they're calling Putin. What? Literally calling I'm Putin. just saying, though, Hitler. but that's what's what... wrong? 
Andrew, what's wrong with taking things on a case by case basis? Not everything's the same. Putin is not right. Hitler. The I, Holocaust, I would love to, right? But Ukraine is not the Holocaust. But what's wrong right. with saying, in general, I believe that America has the right and the ability and the um, nothing's the wrong responsibility to intervene when we see some real atrocities happening. If, if, if we think it's in our interest to intervene, they should make a case to why it's in our interest. Of course. But Ron DeSantis may be saying just case. that, though. But my but, problem with DeSantis is I never get any specifics from him. He's a lawyer. He's a very slippery guy. He knows how to word his language so that you never get anything specific. And luckily for him, oh, he wait a vote minute. on the Come Iraq on. War. Andrew, He's been very vague. Andrew, you can't what, say that about Ron DeSantis. Quite the opposite. I, I don't know what he would do with say Taiwan or China. I don't know what he would do with Iran. You don't know what he believe let's 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 take a look at the social issues. You don't know where he stands on social issues, on economic I, issues? I don't really care about that as much oh, as Oh stop it. Come on. They're the well, most important I, no, things to I'm most serious. Well, They're that's the most I mean. you because this yeah. is a big fetish of you. It's fine. Well it's <clears> important <throat> to me because people All are right. But what I'm saying is most Americans every election is the economy stupid. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just talking about this point of is he a neocon or not? Right, but what and you're saying is he's this I very slippery guy. You don't I'm get a, a – I have to disagree with you. You, okay. may, you may try to make that argument with foreign policy and Ukraine, yes. maybe, 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 maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but not in, <clears throat> not in general. In fact, he often pisses people off with how direct he is and how he goes after people he doesn't like or he goes after issues that he believes are important, well, you know. He doesn't believe Disney should be getting special tax credits. So he goes there, he takes away the special tax credit and says, too fucking bad if you don't like it. He doesn't believe that we should be teaching this woke ideology, this transgender stuff, the, uh, you know, race theory to children. He says, I'm not going to allow it. Too bad. I'm not going to allow you to do mask mandates. You don't like it. Too bad. He was very direct with this stuff. He wasn't a lawyer and slick. Yo, In fact, Ron DeSantis often, wait a minute, Ron DeSantis often takes the, the point of view opposite of the polls which is very rare for a politician also well he feels strong on those issues he's he mm -hmm. thinks he's found a lane i don't think that's i mean it's i i give him credit for uh taking the lane but it's i don't see it as some well even republicans criticized him even republicans went after him on the disney thing and he said i don't care i don't care <laughs> this is yeah, the way I, well, I don't believe a first of all shouldn't democrats Take Ron DeSantis' Since when do Democrats believe in special tax breaks for corporations? Since uh, when do Democrats think someone as powerful and wealthy as Disney should get tax breaks that the average American doesn't get? Is that the modern-day Democratic uh, Party of now? Of course, yes. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm not affiliated with them. It just has to be for their special interests. Yeah. And So what, yeah. what did you agree with me on? What was the, what was the thing you were going to agree with me on? Uh, the thing I was going to agree with you on is that uh, you're familiar with Aaron Mate, right? And his uh -huh. uh, outlet, yeah. The Gray Zone. Yeah. Did you, are you aware that since I was just thinking uh, federal abuses by the DOJ, because uh, Trump got you know indicted, yep. it made me start thinking about how the FBI was contacted by Ukrainian intelligence. Did you hear about this in the latest addition to the Twitter files, I guess you would say? No. Which, which, which edition was this? Well, Aaron Maté's got it on Twitter. I think it's his uh, sticky tweet. And it was uh, part of information that was already out there, but wasn't, uh, I guess you could say, examined closely enough where it was in one of the previous files. But apparently 
in March of 2022, which is like a month, not even after the war started. So basically immediately the Ukrainian SBU, which is their intelligence service, sent a list of names and account names to the FBI asking for them to uh, basically shut them down, uh, get their Twitter account shut down, and because yeah. these are Twitter account names, and yeah. here's an important detail, give us their user data. Yeah. So that includes the data that they use to register with Twitter. And yeah. the FBI cheerily passed it along to Twitter <laughs> unbelievably. And Twitter stood up to it, believe it or not, even under old Twitter, this was pre-Musk's takeover. And they basically told the FBI, look, uh, because the FBI said, Ukraine wants us to have you take these down because they're spreading disinformation and fear and harming Ukraine uh, because they take a pro-Russian view. And yeah. Ukraine told the FBI, hey, uh, that doesn't violate our rule. You know, having a pro-Russian view doesn't violate our rules unless you can find us a contextual rule violation that we can say that we, we're not going to take action on authentic accounts like Canadian journalist Aaron Maté. But, uh, you know, the fact that the FBI is trying to get data from journalists, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's to the That's very Ukrainian intelligence, which is known for assassinating commentators at this point. Yes, I know. So you're paying tax money so that journalists in America and Canada can be targeted by a assassination regime. <laughs> it's... It, I can't even imagine if people really knew how corrupt, how out of control the intelligence agencies were, right. that might become their chief priority in this entire election. I, I agree. Yeah, it might, it might be. Exactly. You know, it, it's no, it's awful. But once again, that's something that we don't hear. We hear, we once again, I, I hear I do hear Ron DeSantis talking about that a lot. And I hear RFK Jr. talking about it a lot. I don't hear Biden or Trump talking about that very <laughs> Biden, much. Biden's facilitating it, and Trump would yeah. support it if it benefited him. So exactly, I mean, exactly. yeah, yeah. Andrew, As, uh, I, one last go, thing on Ron. Go ahead. I, I'm not going to say for sure. No, he's in the empire because, like I said, he hasn't taken a vote or anything specific. But I'm all I'm saying is I'm not so convinced that he he isn't friendly, at least, to that ideology. So we'll have to see, and who knows what's going to happen, but if he becomes president, that's my main concern, personally. Right. Anyway, thanks for your time, Mike. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Um, I also want to thank everyone else for calling. I see you guys want to come back on again, but I'm going to wrap this show up because I want to remind everyone that I'm on vacation. I'm in sunny Florida. I'm in Miami, and it's, it is 1 o'clock in the morning here now on the East Coast. So going to wrap the show up, but but I do want to remind everyone that I'll be – back here tomorrow night, Friday night. And it'll probably be what time did I come? I came on a little late tonight. Um, but tomorrow night I should be on, you can check the calendar, probably 11 PM Eastern, 8 PM Pacific for a big end of the week show. All right. From Miami, from sunny, hot, humid, <laughs> sultry, <laughs> Miami, Florida. All right. Uh, the name of the show is in let's be heard. And until we speak again, this is Mike Achopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.